0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back. I am Heather Carroll. I am your host this morning for Real Presence Live. Thanks for joining me. We're broadcasting this morning from the mustard seed here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's a nice, chilly morning here in, in South Dakota. We've got a great guest lined up next, Father Tyler Matson. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Heather. How are you?
0: I am doing well. Trying to stay warm, but other than that, doing very well.
1: (laughs) I always walk into my home, and when I walk in and it's warm, I'm like, thank you, Jesus, for my heater. (laughs) Yes, amen to that. (laughs) So tell the listeners a little bit about who you are. Yeah, thank you. So I
0: am a priest (laughs) for the Diocese of Sioux Falls, and I've been ordained for five years now and currently serve. As the pastor of two parishes here in the diocese, St. Christina and Parker, and St. Nicholas and T.
1: Beautiful. So how is that going for you? Because you were at uh, Christ the King, which is where I was.
0: <laughs> yep, yeah, I was there doing some college ministry for a couple years, which is great. But, you know, it's, it's always good to be with the people, and
1: yeah.
0: both, both parishes are is really beautiful, God's doing good things. So it's always I'm always grateful that I can just kinda of sit back and watch what God's doing. I think that's mm-hmm. the most amazing thing about being a pastor is if you just kinda of stay out of the way, <laughs> you can see God do some pretty beautiful things.
1: Yeah. Well today we're gonna to be talking with you about identity as a Christian Catholic. And so it's yeah. a really deep conversation. Um, <laughs> but I wanna first just start like why is why is it important? Why is our identity important period
0: sure yeah well identity really maybe to state the obvious identity defines who we are like your identity who you think you are will really shape and form the type of person that you that you are now everybody lives out of an identity every single person has some sort of story that they're telling themselves about who they are. It might not always be conscious, and that's part of the problem, and they might not be aware of it, and they might be believing some things about themselves that are not true. But the fact is is that when you believe something about yourself, it changes how you live. So, for example, I mean, just to give you like a silly example, like if, if I start to have this identity about myself that, oh, yeah, I'm a person that procrastinates. I'm a procrastinator.
2: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: guess what? Like, I'm going to start procrastinating on things <laughs> because that's what, that's what I believe about myself, and it's going to be really hard for me not to do that because that's become part of my identity. Right. Now, obviously, there are um, much deeper identities than that, but that's just to kind of give an example of why it's important for us to realize the truth of, of our identity and, and the truth of, of who we are.
1: So identity sounds like, and I think right now in the culture we live in, identity has become this muddled mess, right? Mm -hmm. And And I just think that's unfortunate, but I think what I'm hoping we're going to unpack today, Father, is that our identity, yes, we can perceive ourselves one way, but we truly do have a truth in who we really are. There is a mm-hmm. truth to the base of all of this to help clear out some of the mud. And so I'm excited to kind of unpack this today, <laughs> because it is yeah, so, for sure. it's just so muddy right now. Mm-hmm. So, what is the core identity of every Christian?
0: Sure. Yeah, well, I mean, really i love i love the way that you put that that our identity is so muddied and that's mm-hmm. because we're just we're hearing our identity from a lot of sources that actually mm-hmm. are not true so when you're asked the question of like what's the core identity for me as as a christian i look to the truth which is which is god himself and i say you know w- what has god said about me and that's my identity and what we discover. Through scripture, through the person of Jesus, and through the church, is that my identity is that I'm a beloved son or a beloved daughter of God. Uh, you know, our deepest identity is that I'm someone who is deeply loved and
1: chosen. Mm. So what does that mean for us? Um, I think that's We've heard that, that we're the beloved sons and daughters of Christ, of the Lord. Um, but I don't think we truly understand what that what that means. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can we go there a little bit?
0: Yeah, no, that's so true. I think all of us, if we, if we grew up in the church, <clears throat> or at least some sense, you know, we, we've been told that God loves you and God loves us, and often it can kind of get lost on us uh, Mm -hmm. but there's really no more radical and earth-shattering reality than that god loves us so like to think about that for a moment we're obviously part of god's creation god Mm -hmm. created the world and everything in it and that includes you and that includes me and, and, and that's pretty amazing in itself that, that God would create us and, and give us life and that we would be able to to be here. Uh, but, but God doesn't just do that. you know He doesn't just create us and then kind of step back and and, and let us do our thing. Uh, but rather, God creates us and then says, now'm I want to be in relationship with you. So I'm not, I'm not just going to, like, watch you from a distance, you know. We're, we're not just, like, in a fishbowl and God mm-hmm. like, looking at us from the outside. But God is actually intimately involved in our lives and through through relationship. So, so for me to say I'm a beloved daughter or, or beloved son of God is to say, actually, like, my daily life is now defined by this relationship with the God of the universe. And he's not distant. But he's actually so close to me that he wants to call me his child. And we can get into this with Jesus, but like Jesus is the one that makes that possible. Jesus, who is the son of God, comes close to us so that all of us can be can be children of God and, and loved by him. So I think like when we hear that phrase, you know, God loves you or you're the beloved of God what that really means is like now every moment of my life is changed mm-hmm. because every moment of my life is now part of this relationship and friendship with with God who's chosen me.
1: Well, and I think it it's interesting how when you realize and and it not in an arrogant way but your importance to God and your importance in the world, it helps at least for me to understand why the church teaches certain sins are sins, because if we're truly mm-hmm. the sons and daughters of God, we need to start acting like it.
0: <laughs>
1: Does that make sense? I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, you're so right. You're so right. One of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite sermons was preached by one of the doctors of the church, Saint Leo the Great, and you know the gist of it was. For us as Christians, like we need to become who we are. Like become who you are. Like remember your dignity. I think that's what you're getting at. Like yeah. there's a dignity and a like almost like a reverence that comes from the fact that I am a child of God. And yeah, like like to live like it. <laughs> like yeah. we, we we expect certain things from like you're part of this family now and there's expectations that come from that. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really beautiful because it's like y- you are part of something so amazing that now you now you get to live in a certain way because of it.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Father Tyler Mattson. He is with the Diocese of Sioux Falls here, and we're just talking about um, being beloved, being beloved sons and daughters of Christ, what that means, what that looks like, and how we can maybe challenge ourselves to live more like we are beloved sons and daughters. But, uh, Father, we need to take a quick break. Mm -hmm. And when we come back, we're going to dive into beloved a little bit more. So stay with us, folks. More Real Presence Live right after this. (music)
0: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to all your favorite local shows like Awaken and Real Presence Live on any podcast platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Amazon Music? Just search for Real Presence Radio on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes in the future. And don't forget to give us a good rating so others can discover the shows. Listen
2: to your favorite RPR shows anytime, anywhere by subscribing on any podcast platform. Just search for Real Presence Radio today. Hey, this is Father Brandon Moravitz from Holy Spirit Church uh, in Virginia, Minnesota, and the Diocese of Duluth. We are incredibly blessed here on the Iron Range uh, to have Real Presence Radio. And in my life as a priest, we're always looking for ways in which we can get the message of Jesus Christ and the gift of our Catholic faith out into the world. And Real Presence Radio is one of those tools in our community that continues to teach and educate and inspire hearts and minds to be led to the Lord, to the cross, to the tomb, and most importantly, to the altar. I am so grateful for all that Real Presence Radio does to build up the kingdom of God in our local area. If you are able, please, please consider financially supporting the mission of Real Presence Radio during this live drive. Everything you can do for Real Presence Radio is a way in which we can build up the kingdom of God. So I'm praying for you. I'm praying that God would give you a generous heart. And I invite you to respond in great generosity to support the gift of Real Presence Radio during this year's live drive. God bless.
1: Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live...
0: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
1: And welcome back, and thank you for joining me. I'm Heather Carroll. I am your host this morning. We're broadcasting from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and I've got Father Tyler Matson on the line, and we're just talking about being beloved sons and daughters of our Lord. So let's dive in a little, Father Tyler, um, if you don't mm-hmm. mind, to some biblical references of uh, of us being beloved
0: sure yeah and this is so important uh like i said before really to receive the truth of who we are from from the truth itself uh, which which is god one one place that i like to go right away is the baptism of jesus Mm -hmm. so this is found in in several of the gospels but um, for example in the gospel of mark chapter 1 verse 11 could be a place that people could look and Jesus goes down in the water and it says a voice came from heaven you are my beloved son with you I am well pleased so the voice of the father seeing his son and calling him like you are my beloved and I'm and I'm pleased with you now sometimes you might say well that's good for Jesus what about me mm-hmm. Well, we have to re- remember that that to be a Christian means that now I am in Christ. I am a, a member of Christ. So, what the Father says about Jesus, He also says about us. Um, and so, that's so important, just to root us into like, what does the Father say? And and you can even read this and say, you know, you are my beloved son. You are you are my beloved daughter. And with you, I am well pleased.
1: So, talk a little bit about the importance of that word, beloved.
0: Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I think yeah. if we if we were to ask ourselves like, Oh, how does God see you? If you were to really be honest, you know, you might say, Well, maybe I'm like maybe he's disappointed, <laughs> maybe he's like <laughs> unimpressed, <laughs> maybe he's like you know, we, we we could find like adjectives to put there like you are my you are my like unimpressive son, whatever it is, <laughs> but like no. That's that's not what God says. Uh, God says, "Beloved, uh, the, the one, the one who is loved, the one who is mm. uh, like like that's that's God's disposition and attitude towards us. Like when He looks at you, He sees like this is the one that I love,
2: mm.
0: and that love is is unconditional. And that's and that's something that we really have a hard time understanding because in our human relationships." We do put so many conditions on on loving another person, Mm -hmm. but I think it's just important to recognize that God's not that way. Uh, God's nature is that when He sees you, sees me, He sees the one that He loves.
1: Mm. Aren't we lucky? (laughs) So... As we're trying to, you know, wrap our heads around our identity and, and really live out our identity, a lot of times uh, the evil one can put thoughts in our heads. How do we know uh, what is true, what is false? Um, how do we combat some of those lies that we might believe mm-hmm. about our identity?
0: Sure. Yeah. You know, I, someone once told me that if, if love is not on the phone... Hang up, <laughs> and, mm. and what they meant by that was like if the voice that you're hearing about who you are does not sound like a voice of love, mm. if it's if it's accusatory, if it's if it's biting, if it's discouraging, uh, we can probably hang up the phone. Like we don't we don't need to listen mm. to that voice. Um, so that's the first thing I would say. But I also think when it comes to our identity, there are some pretty common lies that the evil one tells us. And we can kind of be grouped into um, one of these. Just to give you like three quick ones. These are mm-hmm. these are from Father Henry Nouwen, uh, who wrote a lot about mm-hmm. identity and, and belovedness. And he and he named some lies. And one of them was, "I am what I have." I am what mm-hmm. I have. So like the more stuff that I have, the more like friends that I have, the more like that that becomes who I am. And then. You, you see this and people who will chase after like more and more stuff yeah. trying to feel whole, and like so the voice there from the evil one would be like, "Oh, you don't have enough, like you don't you don't have what this other person has. Um, an- another lie would be, "I am what I do, I am sure. what I do." Uh, and this again could be even like holy things like, "Oh, if I just like serve enough or if I do more stuff, or if I like mm-hmm. give myself more, or if I have like the right job." Like that's that's my identity, you know. Like, what's what's the first thing we say when we meet somebody new? Like, oh, what do you what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of yeah. go, we kind of we kind of go to that place um, of of act, like my identity becomes my activity. Hmm. Um, and then finally, I would say another really common lie that Father Henry Nowen points out is, I am what other people say or think about me. Hmm. Uh, you know, I my identity becomes based off of. Am I like? Do people think well of me? Like, what are they saying? And then we can start to sort of bend who we are, just trying to get the approval of, of other people.
2: Right. Um,
0: so, I mean, all those things. I am what I have. I am what I do. I am what other people think about me or say about me. I mean, n- none of those really have the voice of love.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: so I'd say, like, that's, that's just an important thing to recognize. Like, out of those lies, is there one of those that maybe I'm most drawn to? uh and like that might be a place where um where we're not actually receiving our, our true identity.
1: So let's say you do identify with your job um and that's kind of how you feel like that's who you are. Advice mm-hmm. on how to start changing that thought process.
0: Mm. Yeah, well that's such a that's such a good question because uh St. Paul talks about being Allowing Christ to transform us by, by the renewal of our mind, and so there really is something so vital there about changing the way that we even think about ourselves. So that, let's say that uh, like you really do have a lot of your identity tied up in your profession or your job, and like that's that's become who you are. To really take a step back and to say, okay, like my job is, is a part of me. My job is important, but when I think about, like, who am I going to be for the rest of eternity? Mm. Like, you know, I'm not going to be a lawyer or <laughs> I'm not going to be, you know, a gardener or a construction worker, like, for all sure. eternity. I'm going to be a child of God for all eternity. Huh. And part of that is, like, what's the rock that we stand on? Because when you think about, to go back to the job example, let's say you, so you lose your job. You know, mm. let's say you retire, like that could be a moment of like an identity crisis if you don't have that anymore. Mm. And I think that, that that just shows how unstable and insufficient a place like that is for, for your deepest identity. Right. Uh, so again, in that to say, oh yeah, I am, um, this is my profession, it is important, but that doesn't define who I am. And, and even it's to kind of go through, I'm kind of saying it out loud, but it's even to go through this process in your own prayer is really important, because then you can say, before I'm my profession, I'm actually a son of God, or a daughter of God.
1: Mm -hmm. So once you get to that place, um, how does your life change? How does your perspective change?
0: Mm. What I've noticed is when to speak for myself, like, when I'm living in my identity as a beloved son of God, and this is not, like, a one-time thing, each day
2: <laughs> I have yeah. to wake
0: up and, and decide that today I'm going to live in that identity, Yeah. Uh, so this some encouragement for people, it's, it's really a, a daily process, but I think one of the biggest fruits that I experience is freedom. When I'm living out of my identity as a beloved son, I feel so free, because I am not chasing like more stuff or more activity. Hmm. I'm not concerned about what other people think about me when I'm trying to find my identity in these false places. I'm so I I feel like I'm almost in a in a cage mm-hmm. uh, because I just feel trapped versus living out of my identity as a beloved son. Um, there's just a freedom to be to be myself. Hmm. Uh, a, a freedom to have patience on myself, even if I make mistakes, yeah, my imperfections, to say, yeah, like, nobody's perfect, and also, like, how good is it that my imperfections or even my sins don't define who I am? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so all of that creates freedom, it creates joy, and it keeps me going back to God, <laughs> which yeah. is so important because, like, if I start to get like you talked about at the beginning of the interview, if I start to get muddied with who I am, mm-hmm. if I start to, if I start to forget, well, where do I rediscover that? I go back to God and say, okay, you know, Father, remind me who I am. Um, and so, living in that identity is just a way for me to stay to stay rooted in in that friendship and relationship with God.
1: Well, and I love that you've made it so um, quote unquote simple. You know, um, because basically that's what it is, is it's a, the continual awareness of it and the continual decision to continue to be that, if that makes sense. So you're continuing, mm-hmm. it's just being aware and then just continuing to ask God to, uh, to show you that. So anybody mm-hmm. can do it anywhere, anytime. <laughs> oh, for all, sure. It's a for goal sure, yeah. for all of us to start living that way. And what a relief, mm-hmm. you know. That, mm-hmm. It just sounds like a really nice way to live, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, what if I can, you know, I'll just mention this, too, you know, like, even Jesus, uh, there's a, I can't remember the chapter now, but there's a spot in, in the Gospel of John where he's trying to describe who he is as, as the beloved son, and the mm-hmm. Pharisees don't believe him. And so, you know, his, his identity is being attacked, and it's so interesting, it says that Jesus he leaves and he goes back to the Jordan River where John was baptizing. Like, Jesus goes back to the place where he was baptized, where he first heard that voice, you are my beloved son. And I think that's just a reminder for us, like, okay, like, when I start to question who I am, when I start to believe other things about me, mm-hmm. like, be like Jesus, just go back to that place, mm-hmm. uh, remind, me, remind me, Father, who I am, Maybe, you know, if you have a picture of your baptism, like, that's a great way, like Mm. a photograph that you can, like, look at. And so, yeah, like, I am beloved because, like, God chose me through the waters of baptism, and and I know that this this is is my truest identity.
1: Yeah, beautiful. Father Tyler, it's been a joy having you on this morning. Any last thoughts um, on being a beloved son or daughter of God?
0: Yeah, I would just say... If, if hearing this sounds, like, if it's difficult to hear this, if there's, like, resistance in your heart, uh, don't don't be ashamed of that. Like, if, if you're like, I don't know if I, if I really believe that I'm the Beloved, what a beautiful place to go in prayer. Mm-hmm. Because God wants to heal our hearts, and there's so many times where we've been told that we're not loved, that we're not good enough, that we're not enough, and it can be hard to hear that, that you're beloved and so if that's you today hearing this just to really trust that like jesus wants to bring some healing to those places and you you will be able to receive that love and it's, and it's such a beautiful experience uh, to do so
1: wonderful father tyler thank you so much it's been a joy having you on yeah you're welcome And do you mind parting us with a blessing
0: yeah i'd be happy to uh, well, may our Heavenly Father, who does call us His Beloved, bless each and every single one of you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
1: Amen. Amen. All right, Father Tyler, thank you, and have a great Advent season. Yeah, you as well. All right, thank you. All right, so that was Father Tyler Madsen, and uh, we were talking about our identity as Beloved. And so if you missed any of that conversation, which was a great one, go to our website, RealPresenceRadio.com, and you can check out the podcast there. Up next, we're going to be talking with Deacon Borman. He is here to share his journey to the Deacadent and um, another Christ the King parishioner. So pretty excited about that today. Folks, stay with us. We have more Real Presence Live right after this.
0: Live. Engaging. (laughs)